Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Bunnett. This is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, Marjorie. It's so good to see you. You're looking all fall-like in your pumpkin spice sweater. It's I just do have perfect. A pumpkin spice sweater. I like wearing a little pumpkin spice. I think it's, it's nice. a beautiful color on you. Thank you very much, my friend. We apologize for missing a week last week, but it was a scheduling error that could not be avoided. I was in a wedding. I wasn't in a wedding. I was at a wedding. I was very happy to not be in the wedding. I was yeah. delighted to be at a wedding. <laughs> Save um, yourself $3,000. Yeah, right. In Texas, it was like a full-out Texas ranch wedding. And then, of course, because I was off for a couple of days and then traveling, then there were a million things to catch up on. So the scheduling problem was mine. I apologize. And we're happy to be back. What a magical wedding it was, though. Yeah. We're trying. I saw some of the pictures on Instagram. It looked really fun. It was really fun. I am through the wedding season. I had to miss one in November. All of my son's friends are getting married. And so that's... Oh, it's really fun. And so I was really sad to miss... Um, the wedding that was a week ago in, in Minnesota. Um, oh, I know it just with my mom and everything else. It just, it was not, it was not yeah. going to happen, but yeah. it's, it is, it is really fun to see. I was talking to a friend of mine who called me after the wedding just to sort of debrief me on mm-hmm. what I missed. And what's really cool, Elizabeth, is you see these men. I have sons. And so these are all boys <laughs> that are now grown men. They're 30 and 31 years old getting married and I cannot recalibrate. I cannot. They spent so much time in my kitchen eating little Caesar's pizza. I can't recalibrate. And, and, and they're acting like grown men, but I feel like standing up and saying, this is a sham. You're a child. You're a child, but they aren't. And they're lovely human beings. And it's fun to see them start their new lives with their new wives. um, Kids will start next and that's going to be even weirder, but it's, it's that, that to me, like as I stack parenting joy, Mm -hmm. I mean, my kids are 31 and 29. The weddings have been high on that list of seeing these boys turn into men and good people. And it's fabulous. It's really fun. I do love going to a wedding where I don't have, like I have a nice connection to the person, but I don't have any role in it. It's really fun. Those are like the best weddings to go to. So this was my cousin who got married. And for a multitude of reasons, I really didn't, I don't know this cousin very well. And she's lovely. Like she's just very lovely, but it was just like a kind of a family dynamic that I didn't, grow up with her, you know, she's also 10 years younger than me. So, but it was all of my mom's family in Texas and my sisters and I went to the wedding. And so my sisters and I stayed with my mom at our aunt Joey's house. And Joey is an incredible artist, like incredible. We have pieces Mm. of hers in our home. She is and we're like lucky to have them because she sells them for thousands and thousands of dollars. She's great. Uber talented. 
and she has a new home that we had never been to. And she has a new husband who we had never met. And so we met our new uncle, <laughs> which is like very funny. <laughs> That's weird. Adult. Yeah. And he was beyond lovely, like had all of us in his home. I mean, that's like a big deal. And he'd only met my mom. He'd never met any my sisters. And we just like invade his home. And he was just like the consummate host. I mean, was just like pouring wine and making sure we were taken care of, driving us everywhere. I mean, it was like the sweetest thing. And it was just the most wonderful girls trip because it just said we were not going to bring kids. I mean, there were, there was no way we were going to bring our kids. And then all of us for all these reasons didn't bring the husbands either. So we all just right. got to have this like <laughs> wonderful bunk up right. in my aunt's jewel box of a home that is like a five-star hotel without a bill the at the end. It was That's the best, really wonderful. But then it sort of brought me to this place because anytime you fit in something like that, that was, I was gone from Thursday to Sunday. So I had two days off of work and then two days of not being home and then sort of like the recalibration. And I have felt like I've just been running ever since I got back. Reentry is hard. And this <sighs> is why, in a way, sucks, man. vacations and when we talk about getting time away from your family or even if your family's going to take a vacation, if you bring all the kids, no matter what, if you go alone, if you go with your husband or if your whole family goes, reentry back into life, particularly with kids your age, is yeah. really, really hard. It it's was really hard. really hard. And they just like... Jay didn't have like the best weekend with the kids. Like it was fine, but it wasn't great. We had one yeah. like incident and you know, we have a son who's allergic to something and he was exposed to something. So that was like a big panic. And it's just like, and it started getting cold and Frankie started hockey and then he didn't want to go. And then it was, it's just like, it was not, it was not that they just didn't have the best time. Like, and so then that made it less. Jay needs fun. to talk. Jay needs to talk to Ian about what to do with your children when your wife goes. As I've told this story on the podcast before, I really had never left my kids. And we were moving from Atlanta to St. Paul. And I wanted, we had purchased the house and I wanted to go up and sort of assess what needed to be done. Yeah. So I left for the weekend from Atlanta and two days, that's all. And when I came back, my sons were different. They were like six and four. I left them (laughs) like pure Never having seen the Simpsons. <laughs> they used to eat well. I came back and it had been a steak and Simpsons weekend. That's all they did was watch the Simpsons and eat steak dinners. I mean, steak's good. I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's yeah. positive. It was pretty funny though. And then, and then it started the lifelong tradition of the, the three of them loving the Simpsons, but it was like Ian had a very low bar for entertainment. Like yeah. they didn't, they didn't try much. I know. And so they had, they had a very good weekend because they didn't, the bar wasn't very high for entertainment, but it I think is, sometimes you just have to do that. You have a really low bar and then it's yeah, a much more pleasant weekend. I think so. And I've had those too. You know, I mean, I've had weekends when Jay's gone when it's great and we like plan things and we go do all these things. And then I've had weekends when he's gone and it's the worst. And it's yeah. like, so it's certainly, it's, it's certainly like both of us that end up. And when I was in London, they had a fantastic time. They had like an yeah. amazing time. This time it was just, he was like, it just wasn't like when you were in London. They didn't listen. You know, they, it just was a whole it's thing. It's a rhythm. It's it a rhythm. a rhythm. But then it got me thinking a lot this week about we had our, our nanny was out sick one day because of course Heathcliff had a little cold last week and then she got it because she's just like newly exposed to him. And I feel like I'm just like one, I'm just 
constantly like one crisis away from the whole house of cards just collapsing. So I started thinking, Marjorie, this week, though, about like all of the things. So I'm behind a little bit from being gone. I'm trying to fit in all the things. Now we're hitting in the holiday mode where it's like, I've got to get this done before Thanksgiving. I've got to get this done before Christmas, all these different things. Our nanny was out sick one day this week. And I'm thinking like, it's just a constant risk of everything collapsing at any given moment. And then I started thinking like, and let's just be clear about how fun my job is and how much I love it. But like, I do a lot of work in order to work, which then makes me think that I'm working a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything I do is work. And I know it's like, we've talked about this because of our friend Molly Cat, who always reminds us that like childcare is a team situation, right? So if you're looking at like what your dollar investment is into childcare, why is it always that we default to like, well, I'm the woman and I make X amount of dollars right. and we spend right. X amount of dollars on childcare. So really I'm only making this. And Molly makes the point because she's very wise that Smart. no, it's the household budget. What's the household dollar? Right. And then what are you spending on childcare? Which still embarrasses me that that was like mind blown. Cause yeah. the whole time I was working, it was balanced against what I was making. I get it. That being said, idiotic. well, yeah, but then that being said, I do kind of understand that because if you're making a decision about if someone is going to stay home, right. you have to nuts and bolts look at who's making more money. And right. when you look at the family budget, if someone is making $50,000 and someone's making a hundred thousand dollars, yep. who's going to quit? I, right. You know, I mean, you got to like, it depends on happiness and all those things. But if you're just looking at brass tacks and the money, then right. there you are. But it's just feeling, it's just so much work to work. That's what's happening. Like I'm doing all this work so that I can just get to work. That's what's going on. Am I insane here? Well, it, this is a delicate conversation because you love your job. I, I love we're it. Not, you love your job. And so we're not in and I'm way. not like shoveling coal. And I mean, yeah, you're really not great... suggesting that you're quitting your job or no. you want to leave your job. But the question I did is... say this very thing to my boss the other day, by the way. So she's aware. okay. Good. <laughs> it's she's okay. Aware. It's but okay. it's, it is, it is what women, I think, think about. I'm going to make a huge generalization, but I think it's true. Women think about this more than men do. And I think the paradigm shift that I had in my head was. I want to be around my children more. Mm -hmm. That was the bottom line for me. You have a very different job than I did. The job when I was producing television literally meant I was leaving the house at 730 and I was getting home at 630 at night. Yeah, that's brutal. It was brutal. And having to do lots of work, particularly for the brief, brief time I worked at CNN, of having to do a lot of work once I was home. Oh. Cause you had to, you had to monitor what was going on so that you were ready for the next day's editorial meeting. So Ew. there was always a lot. And the hard part about that is you think, I did love working there. I love the energy of it. I love the adrenaline of it. I, I love that. But at the same time, I thought this isn't the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's not about should you work? Should you not work? That job under those circumstances with that daily pressure was not the right job for me because it wasn't fulfilling what I wanted my life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of the question when you're talking about you're working to work. It's a bigger question than that is a real, and I think young mothers 
have to sit down and think about this and career women have to think about this is what do I want my life to really, really look like? What do I really do? Do I want to rush around? I mean, when I was working at CNN, it was crazy. I would drop the kids off, literally like push them out of the car, mm-hmm. like get out so that I could get to my first meeting. Cause my first morning meeting, we went live at three o'clock every day and we booked day of. Yeah. So think about the pressure on a national show where you're booking day of. Ew. Get the hell out of the car. I know. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. Oh, that feels so bad. It, it, it felt bad. So what happened so, when someone was sick? I mean, did you call in sick? We have big team. I mean, it's yeah. a big team. So there's, and, and we only had to produce every three days. So yeah. someone would cover for somebody. So there okay. was, that was nice because there was coverage available, but it's like, you can't do that a lot. Yeah. I can't. Cause like, that's the thing with no. me. I mean, I no, can't just can't. not be there. Right. But I think it's really important. You have to think about like, what does this day feel like to me? What did this week feel like to me? How can I change this? What can I, what can I do to change it? And financials are always going to be, financials are always going to be a part of it. But then you can get into the really difficult discussion of, what am I willing to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. When I took time off, it was a financial sacrifice. Yeah. Because we took one income completely out of the picture for significant chunks of time. And so it's, it's such a hard, it's such a hard thing to do. And, and I don't have any advice for anybody other than I found my way and I found my way. And I think it just requires a lot of thought. And I think what a lot of us do is we click in. I'm not speaking of you, Elizabeth, but we click in and then we don't really rethink it all. Yeah. We just, we're on the path and we're not really thinking like, is this really how I wanted my family to look? Is this right. how I wanted my days to look? And to be honest, I, I can tell you there were so many women that I used to work with that were so glad to be at work and not at home with their kids. And I don't fault that. And they, they were pretty honest about it. That mm-hmm. they, it is easier for me to come to work than it is to be home with my children. I do not want to do that. And, you know, the kids were in daycare or they had, you know, somebody coming in and caring for the kids or whatever. I don't judge that. Every woman is so completely different. But what I will say is that every, every woman, we don't talk to men really. So every woman should just really think so deeply about what they want their family to really look like because it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't. Yeah. It feels crazy sometimes. It feels I know this today I did so I had a um we had our Thanksgiving show yesterday. Our nanny was out sick, so I was arranging troubleshooting childcare for that, which my dad was able to come in and help, which was really great. Yeah. Bernie had the infamous Lantern Festival at her school, which if you have listened to this podcast for a long time, you'll know nearly sent me to completely cracking off of the edge of the earth last year because after I arranged 55 things to get to this Lantern Festival and then had to be at an event right after the Lantern Festival and then she forgot the Lantern and wouldn't get out of the car and go to the thing without the Lantern and it turned into just like a living nightmare, me sobbing all the way to the event and then really like it was not good. Anyway, so maybe there I was were a little bit on of, that podcast. Maybe I, there was a little bit on edge because I had PTSD from that. We went to the Lantern Festival. It turned out, but I had to like arrange things to make it happen and yeah. bust out yesterday, get there, get dinner, get home. Franklin had a celebration of his life at his Montessori school today, which involved <laughs> we needed fresh flowers, non-chemical flowers. We needed a loaf of sliced bread. 
we needed a photo collage of him. We needed yeah. Yeah. Um, two yeah. pages of printouts of me describing every year that he has gone around the sun. And then I had to be at his school this morning. Now, let me just say all of this was beyond lovely. It was so sweet. And I did say to Jay, like, I don't know how we're going to do all of this. And so he was on like straight errand duty yesterday. I had him. He's like, I'm on the flowers. I'm on the bread. I'll go to Walgreens and pick up. I I made a photo collage on the app on Walgreens. I think it's supposed to be homemade that they like make the collage. I was like, not happening in our house. I made the photo collage and then Jay went to Walgreens and picked it up. And then we call that throwing money at the problem. Right. It was four dollars. <laughs> so it was really a solid ROI on that. It was oh, really that's, great. Yeah, that's four dollars. Awesome. Walgreens app, my, man, and they get that stuff printed out in about 30 minutes. And then you go over okay, there and pick I'm it up. To... It was pretty sweet. Okay. Um, and it was a slick looking collage. And then that's um, great. Yeah, it was great. And then we so this morning I had then realized that I had a live shot to do for Minnesota Live, a cooking segment that I had the house. that I needed to do an additional one, kind of. And then the dates got a little bit mixed up on this life celebration. So anyway, I literally have to do a live shot of cooking from my house and I have to be live at 945 in the morning. And the celebration of life, it goes until 915 at the school that's 15 minutes away. And so I thought, am I going to do this? I told my sister this story about this day. and She was like, how do you not have a panic attack when that happens? And I'm like, I had to deep breathe through it. But I got up, got, I had planned the recipe the day before, got up, got the kids lunches packed, got them out the door. Jay took Franklin to school and Bernie to school. So I had 15 more minutes at home to prep the cooking segment. Then I got to do makeup and hair too. I had to do that. And then I got to the school. We did the celebration of life, which was like so sweet. And he was so excited. And this classroom is this magical Montessori classroom. And I was like, why don't I live here? This place is amazing. And then, (laughs) um, this would be great. And then I got out at nine 15, got home. The crew was already here setting up for the live shot. And then I did live TV. Then I went to a shoot. Then I came home took the bone broth that I'd been boiling out of the oh pot and put it into mason jars. Oh my God. And then now I'm here with you. And okay, I was like, Elizabeth. I'm insane. Like, I was I'm... with you. I was with you until the bone broth. Okay. And then it was like, that's on you. My Twin Cities that Live is... co-host Ben Lieber jokes that my blood type is bone broth. <laughs> that's right. That is so... But I will say your skin is lovely. So something's going right. But you mm-hmm. could buy the bone broth. We have learned this. I know, but just, everyone, but I'm like worried about everyone getting sick now. So then I'm like, we got to, everybody has to have bone broth. And then Jay, yeah, but you I just, could buy bone then broth. I you served him have... bone broth before I came. <sighs> you don't have to make your own bone broth. Oh, Elizabeth, it's, are you hearing me? It's really is very easy though. It's just as easy. Elizabeth, I mean, you, you fill a pot with water and you put the chicken bones in. It's great. And then your house smells like broth, which some people don't like. But yeah, I, I really see. like. But then, you know, like the then of smell. course, like what I did is I voice texted Tanya, my best friend who's been on the podcast and on the way. And I said, every week, I think next week will be easier and my schedule will be better. And no. then it never is. What in no. the hell am I going to do about this? Yeah. You, you, as I've said to you, like need to go to the library and find a quiet section. Yeah. And just sit for a moment mm-hmm. and think. It is one of the things that I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I love this. One of my professors said, we just don't give ourselves enough time to think. It's so true. And, I, you know, I, I am giving myself time to think this semester, which I'm is a very odd thing to say. And it's so much fun 
to let your mind wander again. Yeah, yeah. And to let it be not connected to a to-do list. I mean, I have stuff to do, not as much as you. But but there is joy in that. And I will say, as we talk about your days, you know, you're in just such a particular situation. Um, you know, you work in a job where there are only like three of those jobs in every city. Oh yeah. Not even. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a, I remember when I moved to Phoenix and everybody's asking me like, what are you going to do? And it's like, well, I've been a talk show host for 12 years. It's not like I can just go be one. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't get to Phoenix and say, I'm here. Now I want to be a talk show host here. Yeah. If I left my job, way. there would be, I bet 5,000 people who would want at least. the job. Yeah. Yeah. At least. And so I think it's so tricky so all the things that I'm saying don't really pertain to you, but what does pertain to you is just, I have many regrets in raising my children as anybody who's self-aware will right. when you get to this end. The one thing I don't regret and that I feel so grateful for was the the time that I had with them that felt free mm -hmm. and open and fun. And, you know, one of the ways that we did that, because I was working through, you know, most of their, you know, first through high school was we just had really long dinners. Yeah. that's And hard. I look back at that and I think I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that, and we would do that. We would go out to eat. So we would just sit. That's what we, we did would, last night. Yeah. It's the best because nobody's responsible and we would just sit and dinner could be an hour or an hour and a half. I'm sure the waitress, well, we, we, we tried to tip well. I'm sure they didn't love it, but, but it was just so nice to just, and I think part of the relationship that I have with my kids now is because they always felt like there was time. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to them every day, you know, I mean, it's just because that's just so normal for us because we're that connected. And I think that's, when I look back, that's what I'm grateful for. And I think that's what mothers and fathers should always be thinking about. What connections am I creating in this family that will be meaningful when we're adults? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's if, good. So I don't really know where else to go with that. But That's it's helpful. Tough. It's Yeah, it is tough because it's not like on this podcast we offer you the solution. We just nope. are along the journey. I mean, this isn't like, hey, best to the nest. Here's how you do your best to the nest. This is like, here's where I'm like falling and stumbling. I always think about that too because I just don't want people to think that, you know, whatever they see on social media or see. And I, you know, and just to be clear, like I'm, I'm pretty open and authentic about what's going on in my life here, but I certainly don't even give you all the dirtiest details, you know, just so you right. know, like there's worse stuff. <laughs> just like... Well, I, I was going to tell you a, a quick story. If we want to talk about details. Yeah. Going back to going, and then we, and then we have one little other thing we want to talk about, but, but I will tell you this just because I want to make you laugh. So my niece's wedding was in the beginning of October. Yeah. And uh she had it at this big mansion outside of Philadelphia. It was gorgeous. It was, was this beautiful. the one that you were worried about the weather? We talked about it on yeah, the podcast. Weather was yeah. rain, it was rain, it was cold. Yeah. And so it was in this so even dressing for it, so I wore this, I have this really beautiful silk skirt, and then I had a sweater, so down to the floor, and then I had a sweater, and then underneath oh, it I, I love had that a, look. Yeah, it was good. It was good for the, you know, moving around and doing whatever, but the temperature 
was bizarre because they had an outside tent that had some heaters and then they had um, inside was one temperature. And so I had brought, in case I was going to dance, I had brought this other like overshirt, like a little, like a see-through thing. So you could see the bodysuit, but it was sort of a silvery metallic thing. So I had wore, I had wardrobe changes, possibilities. So I'm wearing the sweater and that's great. And then I just get really hot and I don't even really know how this happened, but basically the bodysuit's super tight on my boobs, Mm -hmm. like super tight. And I went to go change. I'm trying to remember where I changed. I went to go change and I like whipped off the sweater and then Mm -hmm. I put on this top and it's see-through. The top is actually see-through. So you can see the bodysuit. So it's silver metallic, but see-through. And then the bodysuit's like the lining. Under and yeah, so you can see like it's like it's like I'm wearing a camisole, but it's not a camisole. I mean, I it's just you're a wearing full. a bodysuit. Like that really way to go. I know it's I like it. It was wonderful. It was very it was a very cozy kind of wedding outfit, very comfortable. I don't feel like that sounds comfortable. I feel like it just sounds really chic. Well, so, it was it was I'm good. Glad. Okay. Until this moment, Elizabeth, where so I, you know, it's just crazy. People are dancing. It's fun. I'm hot. Yeah. I whip off my sweater. I put the other shirt on. And I'm like. I should go downstairs and the bathroom's like all the way downstairs. I'm like, I should just go check the look. Like, just go check the look because you don't really know. And I just had the other shirt in my, so I go downstairs. I probably passed four people. Oh, jeez. Then there's a line in the bathroom and there's a woman sitting on a couch. I say something to her directly. Okay. I go into the bathroom, Elizabeth, and my nipple is full out. No, it is. <laughs> Full no, out. it is not. Oh, yeah. Full out. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Because I'm thinking, okay, I saw four people. Would they have noticed? It's late in the night. Maybe they're drunk. You Hopefully know, they're drunk. Hopefully everyone's dr- bombed. Yeah. So maybe they're drunk. Maybe. So the four people, in a moment, I would have been by them. I would have been like, did I just see her nipple? Like, it would have been a moment of like, no, of course not. I didn't. But it's the woman that was sitting on the couch waiting to go into the bathroom yeah. that she, I know, she had to be like, what the hell? And she didn't say like, oh, check your shirt. No, it was just check like. Shirt. Well, luckily I was going in to check my shirt. But Elizabeth, imagine if I hadn't just had that still small voice. See, it comes in handy that says, yeah. go, just go check yourself. Yeah. I would have been running around that wedding. With your boob hanging out. With my boob hanging out. With a major wardrobe malfunction. You so are I'm a full sure supporter of the Free the Nipple campaign, though. I mean, you're probably a card-carrying member. <laughs> I don't know how much you've donated, but I hope it's a tax-deductible donation. <laughs> but anyway, it was, um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's the wow. things we often don't tell you here on the podcast. Yeah, that's even, that, that's though. funny, though. I mean, I oh, don't my tell whole you, like. family was laughing so hard. That's I mean, very... It's very classic. It's very funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think um I will say the one thing that I'm proud of about how this week has ended up and how things sort of ramped up to yesterday, me going like, I really messed up my schedule because right. I just didn't realize that this like school thing, the one school thing that was important to be at and then this live shot that it was all on the same day and how that was kind of all coming together was I just said to work, like, here's what I can do. So I looked like a a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. and said, I did say, I please don't book me for a live tease, which normally they do, which is a few minutes before the segment, because I, if I'm running in at the last minute, I just want to have like an extra three minutes. I know three minutes doesn't sound like a lot in TV time. That's a lot of time. So it's an eternity. Um, 
I just want to have an extra three minutes to prep if I need it. So I thought that's where I can buy myself a little bit of time. I also double checked with the teacher on like, okay, what's the timing of this? Here's when I have to leave. Right. And then, um, and then I delegated a lot to Jay. Which still is sort of like I had to do the delegation, but, you know, whatever. I still just needed the things done. So I was taking off my plate the, like, running of the picking up of all the things. Right. Um, And so I might have, like, panicked more in a previous version of myself versus just going, like, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to tell work what I, I can and cannot do. And then I wasn't in a meeting this morning too, you know, because I was in the celebration of life. So that's what I was doing. And I think that worked out okay. I don't know. And I really have let go of the guilt. That's the other thing. I don't feel guilty if I like can't deliver every single little thing at work and I don't feel guilt. I just am not feeling guilty doesn't make it any better. It just makes it me makes panic it and it makes it worse no. and it doesn't make me able to like make it happen. It's just, it's an energy suck. And in a time where I have a finite no- amount of energy yeah. and I have a lot of stuff being thrown at me, the guilt is the first thing that's just got to go because you got to just figure it out. Yeah, I think that it's pointless. It's not going to help you in any way, shape or form. You know, I, I had said to you earlier that I had found just coincidentally in the Atlantic um, an article called Marriage is a Team Sport. Yeah. It's from a column, How to Build a Life. That's a weekly column in um in the Atlantic. And this idea of marriage is a team sport. And I, I think we both adore our husbands and I yeah. think they are team players and that's great. Um, but that, that whole idea is, is BS <laughs> at a certain, at a certain age when your kids are a certain age, this whole team idea. And I, I would love for anybody to email us that has, that feels like the distribution of the planning and the plotting. And the caretaking is equally distributed within their marriage. Yeah. Is your it's, mental load of motherhood that's it, shared? Right that's shared. Is, is it shared? Equal? Yeah. And that's, that's the part. So they can talk about, and then he goes on about, you know, he goes on about how, you know, the ways that you can see if your marriage is actually a team sport or how you can make it a team sport. But he said, um, um, more we, less me. So everything you should be talking about, you know, we will do this and we will do that. And it's like, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't really come down to that. Like when, like when the rubber yeah. hits the road, it, it's if you're delegating, then it's not a we. Yeah, I know. I will say with this, like when when our nanny was out sick, I was like, we need to troubleshoot something. Is what I said. Oh, that's pretty healthy. I did say that because Jay was texting me about something. He was like, I gotta call you. I called him. I gotta call you. Right. He said, I gotta call you back. I got something going on at work. I'm on a phone call, and I said, right. okay, we need to troubleshoot something. And that did feel better because it felt like I was setting it up more for like, hey, we're going to figure this out together instead of like, I'm going to tell you what you have to do. I also think in the past I've been like, well, what do you have going on? Like, you need to stay home. That's probably not the best way to go about it. No. Um, So when you say we need to troubleshoot this, does it actually come? Is it a we? Yeah, because then it was, well, what does your afternoon like look like? What does my afternoon look like? Right. And then it was, I was like, well, I'm just in a tough spot because I've got a show I have to do. And then right. he's like, okay, well, I can rearrange things. And I said, well, why don't I just check with my dad first? Because my dad might be home. He hasn't seen the kids in a while. I think he might like to spend time with them anyway. So let me check with him. And if he's not available, then we'll go to plan B, which is you rearrange. And Okay. See, now that's pretty good. And then that, that worked that, out great. 
See, that would live up to what he's saying about marriage as a team sport. Yeah. Because what he's talking about is if, if it hadn't gone that way, like if Jay had said to you, nothing I can do, nothing I can do. Right. That would have felt really bad to you. So Jay gets right. like super duper points by saying. Well, that has happened in the past. I mean, it's been like, well, I got this, so I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, that's definitely happened and it's not right. a great conversation. So right. this one. Which isn't went, his fault either because essentially you're saying the same thing. I've got this and I've got to do it. Exactly. It, 100%. Oh, it's the exact same thing. Nauseous. It's I know. so hard. I know. It's so hard. <laughs> um, but I think that idea of, I just, I, I just, I never, I never really saw, and I am older than you, but I never really saw marriages where the mental load was equal. No, I don't think it, I don't think it is. With kids, with kids. No, I don't think it is. Like I just had a friend text me this morning and um, she said last night I had a major mental breakdown because I cannot remember everything for everyone anymore. And she said, if my husband asked me, what do we have Friday night again for the 10th time, I might have strangled him. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the constant running, you know, we've talked about this before, the constant running yeah. of the inventory, yeah. the constant running of who needs to be where, the constant running of who needs to go where. And, you know, I mean, the truth of the matter is like in any organization, there is like a logistics manager who has to like manage those things. Right. I think maybe some of the trick is at least making sure that you're communicating those things to the, your partner so that they're aware of all of those tasks that you're completing. So that at least you don't feel like you're doing it in a vacuum and you're not being supported. And right. then, and then you've got to just have like the delegation or the split in as much as you can. I don't know. Like Frankie's in hockey. Like Jay's got to handle the hockey schedule. I'm not right. handling it. I'm not doing it. Otherwise, we're not doing it because I I can't. That's that's the division I made on religion. That's I, good. I can't because I felt yeah. very strongly that our children should have some religious affiliation, and my husband is ordained, and so I thought that's yours. That's yours. I don't believe I don't believe in organized church really. And so that's a tricky one for me. Yeah, because and, you want them to have the affiliation, but you don't believe in organized church. What a dichotomy there. Well, it served me well. Yeah. Growing up Catholic served me really, really, really well. Oh, I know and, that. And, and so I believe in that. But as a, you know, grown-ass human being who has lots of big thoughts, I just, I, I couldn't buy into it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, but I can easily recognize the gifts that it gave me. Yeah. And so I just felt like I, I felt like it was important for the, for the kids. And so I just said, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one fighting to bring them to church every week. I'm mm -hmm. not going to, that's not going to be my, my thing. Yeah. And then, and then we made the choice to put them in a religious school, which takes care of a lot too, because then they're, the, they're going to get a lot of that. They're going to get some of that in school. Yeah. But it was just one of those things that I just felt like I can't, I can't be that person too. I can't be the person that's saying, you know, get your homework done and, you know, make sure everything's get, everything's done. Make sure your backpack is packed up. Make sure, you know, your lunch is made. Make sure, make sure, make sure. And then on Sunday too, I'm the one that's saying, okay, you yeah. know, pull out your khakis and your pressed clothes and we're I going know. to church. I can't. I get it. It's just my limit. So I think, I think you kind of have to figure out how to do that. But I, I just did. And that's hockey's a perfect example of just it's yours. Yeah. 100%. The more things that you can say, like, this is yours to handle start to finish is good. Yeah. 
that's that's helpful because though then then that's just off the plate but you know and he had to go get all the gear and go do all the things and all the stuff right what have we learned elizabeth we've learned nothing we've really okay. learned nothing today we just want to tell you that this is not a like learning episode this episode is just like stream of consciousness and the moral of it is i don't know what to tell you that's the moral of this episode. We're going to title it that too. I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Just confused. Running in a state of confusion. Finding yes, it through life. A chicken with its head cut off. Oh. Kind of swirling aimlessly. And then like, you know, hitting a bump in the road and falling down. That's where we're at right now. And I did say to Jay though, I was like, last night I, I said, I just, I just want to, I got to just get through the next two days. Like I know I, I thought they were going to be easier. They're not. I just got to get through it. And then I just want a really good uh glass of tequila at the end. <laughs> and then this was where I said, this is why I married you. And I appreciate you is because he's like, oh my gosh, are you out of your really good tequila? And I said, oh. yeah, but I've got some other stuff. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll figure that out. Like, and I know he's going to oh. come home with great tequila because oh. I think alcohol is his love language. <laughs> There are worse love languages. There are worse love languages. If I, I think between flowers and liquor. Yeah. Liquor. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fine love language. He's always very good at running errands for me too. That's like a wonderful thing. Quality. There you go. I was like, I need green beans at 8 PM and he went and got them. I know. That's how it goes. We've learned nothing. I don't know what to tell you. I say we just wrap it here, Marjorie. Anything else? Wrap anything it, lady. else you want to add? No, I told my nipple story. I wanted to get that out of, out into the universe. So Boy, that was really good. <laughs> you, that lady on the couch, I hope she has a podcast and I hope she's telling her side of the story. So yeah, I would listening. love to hear it. Let's try. I had also had a little bit to drink. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review at Apple Podcasts. And you can say it's a bit aimless, but it's still entertaining. We'll take it. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. And you can also, <laughs> you can also use the reviews to tell us how your life is successful. Yes. If you have figured out yes. the mental load balance 50-50, I really do want to hear about that because yeah. I think that's valuable information. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home. 